welcome to the Digital Gold Dust podcast by Sammy Phillips and Lee Tierney. We're here to share stories of life as a conscious creative, what it means to tell your story online, what makes great copy and design, and all manner of shimmering stuff in between. We're united by our mutual love of people with big missions, making waves in the world, and our frustration at the digital dust we were seeing our clients collecting. Let's open today's pot of gold dust and dive into the episode. Hi, Sammy. Morning, Lee. We're back for another episode. We are. We've had a, a slight hiatus, haven't we? Like, um, thanks to me being ill, we've had to shift our little schedule a little bit. Um, In recordings, but not publishing, of course, because yes. we were super organised. Yes. So, um, so I guess we'll have in our what have you been creating this week? Will be what have you been creating the last couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also this little gap that we've had that other people aren't going to be aware of because we're still publishing at the same rate is mm-hmm. going to tie in quite nicely with today's theme of being a cycle conscious creative. Yes. Yeah. It's funny how things happen. It's can be part of the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, do you want to kick off with our usual piece on what you've been creating recently? Yeah. So, yeah. So over the last couple of weeks, obviously, I've had a bit of a bit of time um, whilst I was ill. I took a few days that were a bit a bit easier. But generally, over the last few weeks, um, I did a whole client website development mm-hmm. stage of the build, which is really nice. Um and we had our review and that went well so that's nice we're in a really great place we're just waiting for the lovely photos um to come through to finish it off which will always give it that nice last bit of elevation um that it needs and then this week in particular I've been creating space for my own business which has been a treat because it's been a really busy or what since July um again which will tie tie in with this episode yeah it's been a really full-on time and I've had no no real headspace to um work in my own business and I'm kind of going through a bit of a a sort of pivot and a rebrand because obviously you know I'm a year in and things are feeling like they're shifting things are different I know kind of you know where I want to take the business so uh, I've been working on that as you know um and made some good progress this week so um the benefit of having a bit more time to think about things because as you know I kind of created my mood board mm. and sort of you know look at some new branding for the business because I will be changing names um what's been really nice is that's been kicking around for a while and it reminds me of um I had um a friend of mine that I went to art college with she uh was a fantastic artist and designed her own tattoos and I always remember her saying to me that with tattoos she was like you need to draw it out or get whoever's doing it to draw it out pin it on your wall and if you still like it a year later then you get it done so she would sit with the design for a good year because I was always like wow that's that's for life you know um and so I always remembered that and um and I kind of use it in my branding that kind of feeling of like having things sitting if you come back to it and it still feels really good, then you know it's a really good fit. So that's been nice to actually sit with some of those ideas and 
designs um, for a while to know that this feels um, super right. So that's what I've been up to. What about you? What have I been up to? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I'm knee deep in this case study project, which is lovely because I'm getting to tell some really heartwarming social impact stories. Oh, um, lovely. I'm obviously not allowed to share what it's all about, but um, that's that's been a really lovely project to be working on. And I have been working on a couple of branding, pro- brand storytelling projects through um, the brand agency that I work through. So um, working on s- stories, brand names, the whole kind of tone of voice, um, that's really good fun because it means I get to talk to their customers as well and hear their stories about their experiences. So nice. lots of <clears throat> lots of impact stories going on at the moment. What else have I been creating? Well, I made bread and pick a lily earlier on this week. Does that count? Yes, that absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you made scones. Sorry? You made scones the other day. I know you sent me a picture of them. I did, yeah. Some teff, teff scones. They were delicious. Oh, talking of bread, mm. what we all want to know is, what have you called your sourdough starter? <laughs> In the last episode, we discovered that... I hadn't named... It was called Sydney, and you were like, oh, I don't have a name. That's very remiss of me. Uh, bubbles. Oh, bubbles. Bubbles. Uh, partly because, you know, it bubbles and you know hubble bubble and all that um and partly because it's a reference to a character from the trailer park boys which tom and i have watched pretty extensively and find quite hilarious so (laughs) it was was partly to make us both laugh yeah oh that's nice lovely name well i'm glad it's it's named i'm sure everyone will be (laughs) (laughs) please be updated on that development I created a name for my sourdough starter. There you go. <laughs> Very productive week. <laughs> and he seems to like it because he made a lovely loaf of bread on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Seal of approval. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. That... Oh, and pumpkin carving, of course, because at the point of recording, we've just had Halloween. Um, yeah. And it's our first Halloween in our house. Ooh, um, cool. And I am yeah. a big fan of Halloween. So we went to the pumpkin patch a few weeks ago picked our pumpkins and last week we got to do the carving as well which was really good fun it is good fun I remember when I was a student um my part-time job was in Sainsbury's and I used to work on well I worked in the bakery for a while and then I worked on the like sort of salad bar Mm. which was kind of sat like quite sort of in the middle of the store and um and whenever sort of like creative things came up like God, I had some hilarious jobs. Um, but one of them was at Halloween. I would get to do carve the massive pumpkin that sat at the front of the store, which was always a joy when I got that job that I could kind of skive off the usual work, <laughs> blood trays, and just you know carve away till my heart's content. Um, so I used to love doing that when I was when I was there. Oh, and I bet you're a dab hand at carving. Not too bad. Not too bad. I got my little carving kit somewhere, like. I didn't do anything this year just because we were so so ill. Yes. <laughs> it just was not had barely any energy to do much, let alone carve a pumpkin. Um but 
the last few years we've done one it's always been it's always been fun trying the theme last year I think I did like the um Mexican Day of the Dead style mm-hmm. that was that was challenging <laughs> that was challenging yes flowers and skulls combined I can imagine being quite difficult to get yeah but it was all right it was all right yeah I like to push the boundaries of like how how thin can I carve this <laughs> maps <laughs> I go for Jack Skellington every year pretty much that's my go-to go-to thing is I can carve a Jack so Jack is what it's going to be I, I managed to well Tom actually managed to find a white whitish pumpkin that was the perfect shape when you turned it upside down to be Jack's head as well. So oh, that, that was my heart this year. So, uh, a um, Cheshire Cat one, which was brilliant. Oh, I can imagine that was good. It was really good. Yeah, she sent one to say, her and my niece, uh, but carve one each. And I could tell, I knew straight away that was my sister's. Um, yeah, it was really good. It's really good. That's fun. Well, hopefully you get to make the most of bonfire night if you, uh, as you didn't get to enjoy Halloween this year. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Well, I'm gonna be in Cornwall um, for a little little weekend away. So, um, but we'll we'll be with Toshi the dog. So, oh. might have to be hunkered down in the house so he doesn't <laughs> doesn't hear all the horrible bangs. Oh yes, scared. of course. I'm gonna be creating a a little um, duvet fort for him. Yeah. Yeah, getting all snuggled and safe. But yeah, we'll have to see if there's a local display. It'd be nice. Yeah, I do like if it's a dry night, hopefully. Yeah. It's the only problem with this time of year, isn't it? Wind. Yeah. Generally yeah. not great for fireworks. No, particularly <clears> not <throat> in, in my part of the country. Proximity <clears throat> to Wales has meant that we have seen a lot more rain <laughs> the last couple of weeks than we're used to. Yeah, that's true. And being on top of a hill, we are basically a house on top of a hill. Uh, we're not completely alone, but um, to get the full brunt. Yeah, it howls. It's lovely. I love living on top of a hill. Well, at least they get flooded. So that's handy. True, absolutely true. Um, my dad did ask actually when they came and visited. Oh, was there? Oh, not when we vis- when he visited actually when we had a conversation afterwards. You've been here how how do you think it would flood unless we stuffed up the uh plugs and left all the taps running there's no danger of us flooding here yeah i think when i visited your part of the world before you lived there um i remember the river being it burst its banks it was really yeah 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 the river y i think does flood every year yeah Um, but we are quite far up from it Well, that yeah. leads quite nicely into cycles, really, doesn't it? I guess yeah. rivers yeah. flowing and bursting and seasonal shifts. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Being a cycle conscious creative. Sorry, I'm still a bit croaky. <clears throat> You're at the tail end of yours, and I think I'm at the <clears throat> beginning of one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for the sniffling and hacking <clears throat> you may well be getting <clears throat> through this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not dog barking, it's hacking coughs. <laughs> We always like to offer a bit more in our podcast. <laughs> well, it's real. After the realness, exactly. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. And it's an, um, an, another cycle that we need to touch on, really. Mm. So um, I think we're going to touch on some seasonal stuff, um, some internal and external cycles, um, human energy, and um, specifically to female. Um, 
and kind of how we manage those as creatives and the impact that they have on us yeah where do you want to start which one do you want to start with should we start with, should we be very british should we start with the weather, <laughs> <About> the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah seasonal oh, shifts yeah obviously we are heading into the darkest part of the year mm. now um and you and i have kind of touched on this we may not actually have touched on this during our podcast conversations um i experience sad seasonal affective disorder every year and have done for a long time mm. um so i find that it, there's this weird juxtaposition isn't there it's the darkest part of the year where our, all of our natural instincts drive us to hibernate indoors but then the outside world makes it weirdly the most sociable time of the year where there's yeah. lots of parties and things like that yeah. um, so there's a there's a an interesting pull with i think all of the cycles that we're gonna talk about um this particular seasonal shift that we're going into now is again like what's going on in the natural world and inside us is generally at odds with what society <laughs> expects from us at this point in the year yeah yeah and modern lifestyles isn't it because obviously we're so sort of um disengage in a way with some of that natural cycle because we have you know electric lighting and all those things that keep us productive well beyond mm. the uh, darker nights but yeah I definitely I mean autumn's lovely isn't it because you've got all the the beauty of nature and the changing of the colors and if you've got that lovely bright blue sky you know crisp wrap up warm kind of go out for a nice crunchy leaf walk is the best um but yeah you kind of have to balance that out with the really dark days like today is one of those incredibly end of the world feeling kind yeah. of <laughs> clouds rolling and you're like wow <clears throat> it's like nighttime in the morning and I do struggle with that actually I um over the years I was always commuting really early anyway so generally speaking I was getting up in the dark coming home in the dark mm you know, for most of the year, kind of irrespective of stuff. So I I did um, get a Lumi lamp mm. so I could wake up with a, that kind of natural, because I always felt my alarm went off. That I was kind of really jolted yeah. out of my sleep. I don't sleep brilliantly anyway. I kind of wake up a lot in the night, but I tend to often go into quite deep sleep and dreaming mm. at, like, in that early, nearly morning stage. So I'd feel really kind of ripped out of my sleep and would feel very groggy. And then when I got the um, little Lumi lamp, so, <clears throat> you know, you could set that time and it obviously gradually gets brighter and imitates sunshine. I felt that I was actually waking up before my alarm went off yeah. naturally. And actually, rather than having that massive jolt from deep sleep to awake <clears throat> and then feeling a bit out of it because it's dark, it's been so much I've noticed a, a massive shift over the years you know using that where you wake up and it just feels more natural that it feels less of a jolt and it, it you just feel more awake and obviously mm. it's that natural <clears throat> having that light um 
you know, we use blackout blinds, which are amazing at night because obviously all the street lamps, you know, we're in a very urban area. So there's a lot of um, light pollution. So it's amazing for going to sleep. But obviously in the morning when it is light, it's still really dark. So yeah. I tend to use my lamp kind of either leave a bit of a gap in summer or um, use the lamp a lot of the year because, yeah, I find that definitely helps. We're going to sound like we're sponsored by Lumi. Episode, <laughs> I think we're not. <laughs> just no, to be clear. No, no product placement, just generally what we use. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I completely resonate with what you're saying there. Um, the last couple of weeks I found really, really tough and I couldn't put my finger on what the heck was going on. I was just like a zombie wandering mm-hmm. around. Um, but obviously where the weather had turned and the days were the night was creeping in earlier on because it was before the clocks had changed um I was waking up in the dark and then it was just feeling like it was dark all day long and I wasn't getting outside very much um so I just felt like what where where am I um (laughs) I really struggled to get going with work um and then we reinvested so we had a lumi body body clock before but it it broke but we got a new one um and we've gone back to getting up with that and like you say i actually am for the last few days i've been waking up before it even gets to full brightness Mm. it's naturally waking me up and i am so much more alert plus i've put the lumi sag lamp on my desk um and it makes an enormous difference i'm so much more alert and able to articulate myself (laughs) I feel almost like a real person yeah that's it It makes you feel more human doesn't it like literally (laughs) yeah yeah um and I I, which is sort of counterintuitive because obviously it's not it's fake it's electricity um but it is working much more it's stimulating the natural rhythm just slightly Mm. out of season um because I, at this point in the year, pretty much go, do you remember the John Lewis bear in the hair Christmas advert? Mm. Yeah, I'm the bear. <laughs> <laughs> at this point in the year, like, I want to go and get in a cave, cosy up and not interact with anyone. But obviously work and the outside world don't allow for that. No. I th- I find this part going into winter, I find this part okay because... I'm a big fan of Christmas. So oh. the fact that Christmas is coming and all the lights start going up and things get twinkly and pretty, um, I absolutely love and get very excited and get very disappointed when I see houses that have no Christmas lights on. <laughs> I'm not going to like my house at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just so nice and all the shops and everything, you know, got all the lights and decorations that I just find like it just brightens those dark nights and it makes it feel so much easier to manage. It makes the nighttime more magical, I think. And then my big struggle is January, February. When you take all the decorations down, that fun of Christmas and family time's gone. And then you're just left with kind of darkness and rain. <laughs> and no promise of twinkly lights. Um oh, that's funny. So mine is a little bit different. Partly, I'm a Grinch is 
whatever I don't like Christmas oh um, this is the first major <laughs> disagreement we've had I think <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you for it uh, <laughs> you can have Halloween I'll have Christmas it's yeah, fine yeah. <laughs> ha- Halloween and bonfire night are my all-time favorites um I don't like Christmas um there's lots of reasons for that but I don't yeah I, it's I, fair I don't enough there's people that definitely don't and that's that's fair enough I don't like it um but that January February thing I've then got the optimism of spring is coming spring. um and I love spring um bring lots of joy there's lots of promise in spring so mm. yeah no mine is slightly different to your one yeah interesting isn't it yeah there we go yeah i'm right once we get to march then it's is spring is lovely it's a lovely time but yeah it's the in, incessant rain of of january yeah. february can be a bit well we'll Although, see we're seeing that sh- now yeah i about to say the weather patterns are, i mean long got long gone has the traditional british drizzle it just seems to be like monsoon yeah, yeah. rain and then it's moved and then it's bright and then it's back again um you know you just don't seem to experience those sort of like that gentle drizzle that you used to just get like day on day. Feels like, you know, weather patterns are shifting as much as anything else, which is another topic. But um, yeah, I think seasonality definitely. Of course, there's the seasonal cycles and then there's moon cycles and then there's your own, like if if, if you're a woman, there's the menstrual cycles as well. And then there's like, your inner body clock that messes around with how your energy works morning to evening um so there's so much at play that we you couldn't say there's one prescriptive way to deal with the change in seasons because some people might feel amazing at this point in the year um yeah i'm inclined to think that most of us sensitive folk are very attuned to what's going on outside um and the increasing darkness and rain and being driven indoors more is probably impacting more of us more yeah I, mean, I would imagine imagine it is and I think it's again it's that kind of growing of awareness isn't it around how you're feeling like that's been quite a big journey for me like switching from the corporate world and that kind of you know that it has its own cycle doesn't it of like you know the weekday the irrespective of what time of year you know the pattern is the same it doesn't change it doesn't it's not like farmers years ago that would work longer hours in the summer and shorter hours in the winter according to the natural daylight like we've we've completely changed all that and so running your own business is where you have more choice on those sort of things and that's been quite a learning of just tapping back into some of those natural cycles I guess if of um of recognizing and, and relearning when your body's signaling rest and when you need to take a step back and all those kind of things like we're just so programmed aren't we to just go 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 mm. it's actually <clears throat> takes a bit of time to reattune back into some of those natural cycles yeah definitely and I think like the previous couple of weeks before I had my sad lamp and stuff in place it was pretty much rest and hibernation there wasn't a great deal of of work being had but now I've got the tools back in place and have acknowledged that the the seasonal shift is impacting me quite dramatically yeah put put stuff in place so 
I don't tend to start work much before 10 o'clock most days mm-hmm. and I'll work till six till seven with a bigger lunch break in the middle so that I spend more time outdoors that's kind of normal for me all through the year um but the last couple of weeks where I was hit quite hard it was a, a much shorter window of productivity in a day mm-hmm. and I think we have to be okay with that has to happen sometimes yeah yeah I, I I caught myself the other day feeling you know quite I've, we've got a a primary school opposite so it gets you can hear the the chatter and the excited kiddies arriving you know kind of sort of half eight quarter to nine time and that's funny how it kind of signals like the start of the normal day yeah yeah and I kind of had that sort of sudden um just that kind of knee-jerk reaction of like a sort of a bit of a panic that I wasn't like at my desk and it was no and I was like again I've chosen to pretty much have my work day from 10 o'clock like I won't have meetings before 10 if I want to start work before 10 then that's great yeah. if I get up and I'm feeling super buzzy but I like having that time to you know there's home stuff you need to sort out or put things away from the night before and all that kind of stuff tidy up and I often forget to sort of schedule those kind of things in mentally into my diary like um and again I just had to talk to myself and be like no no, it's fine you you you're not meant to be anywhere like so what if it's nine o'clock you know your day technically doesn't start till 10 anyway it's amazing how it's just so in you yeah that I still catch myself now um you know and it's like your own your own bot like no one is checking where I am at this time like there's no one to be like excuse me why are you not at your desk or have to explain to anyone if I want to take a bit of a you know I I quite like a slow morning I think I spent so many years having to like get up early run on a train always you know having a, quite a big commute that I'm really luxuriating in in allowing myself slower mornings and um, making time to make a nice cup of tea or a nice coffee and you know it's start what it's my all day. about and it feels a bit better yeah and then yeah I, my problem one of my problems with the, with you know, thinking about productivity cycles is mm. I'm often more creative and more productive in the evenings um, <laughs> which has got me into so much trouble yeah <laughs> because the world doesn't support being working in the evening really like if you you know unless you're if you're living on your own or whatever it's it's you can you know you can manage your time that way but obviously I live with my partner and he's coming home from work and you've got dinner and things like that and you want to be able to sit and relax and I think also it's very good to have that cut off before you go to bed because I'm terrible for like busy mindedness anyway so if I'm working late I'll lay in bed for a few hours like super super awake and we know obviously being on screens and you know, blue light and stuff like that isn't good for your sleep cycle. Um, uh, but sometimes, God damn it, I get into a right flow and it's like, you know, sometimes you just have to go with it, don't you? Like, I'm in it. I've got to make the most of it. Um, but vibe. Uh, but yes, it can also be unhelpful. Um, so how we manage that, I guess, is is a bit of a question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I remember having this conversation with a, an old colleague of mine because they they too were someone that was really struggled in the morning, struggled to get into work on time, 
you know, and they would be much more productive later on. And it was really hard because it was like, well, you know, if you're a client facing business, there are requirements that you need to be here. And obviously, you know, we were working across time zones. So again, it was like, there's only a certain small window to be in touch with Asia. So you do, you know, it's hard, but we have to kind of force ourselves into unnatural timings to work even though when you're not productive and that's really frustrating but obviously sometimes you have to that is the sacrifice you have to make um and I think there is that amazing freedom with running your own business and choosing the times but then there is still those things around that you need to kind of it needs to work and I definitely find like you said you know things quiet down I feel like the energy is different in the evening um again we're on quite a busy road so there's traffic like all day there's just that kind of hum of noise and then in the evening it's still there but it's I'm a lot lower and I feel like that just I don't know mm. inside I just feel kind of more settled and grounded and there's that kind of peacefulness that gives me more mental space and I don't know if it's an energy thing or you know because I'm not in an office with other people so it's not like people arriving at my desk and you know phones are ringing and that kind of stuff um but it still feels like a similar thing like you say like people are signing off for the day and that kind of gives you almost like this weird renewed energy mm. maybe that's because we're we're the sensitive folk so <laughs> yes you're draining when everyone else is like high energy <laughs> I guess and in business obviously another point we had with these sort of cycles is managing <clears throat> you know that feast and famine mm. which everyone says in that is inevitable um but how much of it we bring on ourselves is really kind of mm. a bit of a question how much of it is because of the seasonal stuff that's going on outside as well yeah like, I think it depends on your business, doesn't it? Obviously, for a lot of business, a lot of businesses now is their crazy time because it's the build up to Christmas. If you're a product based business, um, <clears throat> you're going to be really busy. Whereas for service based business, probably quietens down around Christmas because everyone's so distracted and elsewhere. I think that's an assumption. I'm mm. not sure it's necessarily going to be the case because I think mm. a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to kick stuff off now because I want to hit the ground running in the new year. Um, so yeah. we have some assumptions about how it's going to work and sometimes we kind of think it <laughs> uh, <laughs> blindsided by yeah. the reality like I I expected I think August to be really quiet and actually yeah it was really busy because people wanted to have a really strong autumn into the end of the year um, yeah I was about to say that I because obviously I'm still still working through my, you know, learning my own patterns in my own business. Um, so it's still all a bit new in terms of the seasonality of it. But yeah, summer for me was crazy. I went back through my diary and I was like, what? July was insane. But was how much insane. of that was because, do you reckon, was because you had higher energy in the months preceding it and that made you more outgoing and like shouting about what you were doing I don't know maybe um but I just thought people would be going into like summer holiday mode you know kids are going to be off everyone's booking holidays you know, especially 
<clears throat> especially this year you know kind of having um you know it seemed like everybody went abroad and stuff because obviously after a couple of years of covid a lot of people travel um seemed like a really busy summer um yeah but it wasn't the case everyone I think you said like you said you know that kind of getting ready getting things set up for the autumn and um and this sort of half of the year um it was really busy but yeah I don't know maybe it was a more energy thing I don't think I was doing anything differently like I wasn't necessarily you know doing more marketing or this that kind of thing but um but it was, yeah, I, that really surprised me, just how how many things came through the door then. But yeah, it'd be it, interesting if you keep a journal, mm. and if you've got anything like a content calendar, or you can look back at what you were sharing at that time to see what you were saying about your own personal energy. If you haven't have it in your journal, and what you were putting out into the world at the same time, because you may actually find there's a correlation there between the um increase in work that isn't actually to do with oh it's summer and it's happy and people are busy and whatever actually it was about how you were responding to the season instead yeah yeah and I'm sure it's a mix of probably a mix of both um <clears throat> and same I guess with like the new year isn't it some people will be more kind of you know want to get that kind of new year vibe and want to you know have that time to reflect mm. over the holidays and um and maybe want to kind of revamp their business a bit or upgrade their website or you know get on top of things and get more things in place for the new year so it'd be interesting to see which is also funny because it's another perception that's at odds with a lot of people's reality which is a lot of people mm. really struggle through that part and they kind of go into hibernation mode and you won't see yeah. hide nor hair off them um, but then everyone's saying oh this is whole new me excitement fresh vibe it's not the case for everybody um, no I'm not one of those people I love like March April yeah is kind of almost more like my new year because it's it's um you're starting to get is that spring feeling there's more light there's more energy things are growing things are bursting through the colors are coming back you know all that <clears throat> yeah I, I quite like to to hibernate and I think you know it's good to have quieter times in your business as well like if you can you know financially yeah like yeah. out those peaks and troughs because then you know it, it's nice to have like I've been doing these last couple of weeks is to refocus back in on on working on your own business and not just on with clients because you need that time and to get you know some content ideas down and blogs posts written or whatever it is you know you want to do it's really important and just getting back in touch with where you are where you're at what's your direction where do you want to go are things still in alignment you need to you know I've had to relook at my foundations my ideal clients you know my language like all those sort of things as things naturally pivot and shift so it's nice to have those times um rather than seeing it as a a fearful time if like oh I've got no inquiries or so I haven't got somebody booked in but actually if you can manage that then that's a really good time to actually get get some of your own things done yeah it's it's time in the business versus time on the business um and kind of ties in mm -hmm. with what we kind of already touched on as 
whether that busyness was actually due to the season for everyone else or whether the busyness during the summer was because you'd had a really high energy spring and you'd created loads of stuff and you put stuff out there um so i think there's that whole tie-in together and you know we can't actually separate out any of those cycles because of course there's also our menstrual cycles as well impact our energy levels on a daily basis and how we weave that into our work like i would love (laughs) during my inner winter to not talk to anybody and i do try (laughs) although with endometriosis i have very erratic cycles anyway but i do try and map out in my calendar right that's when i need to slow down so i try not to have any calls during that time because i might rip someone's head off um inadvertently (laughs) (laughs) and i'm really not articulate at that point it the outside world however doesn't always work in that way and we still have projects that we have to work on so we have to work on projects through the winter we have to work on projects when we're you know at our lowest or when we're sick um yeah but it's how we then manage that and try and support ourselves I think that's really the most important thing so what do you do that that is kind of being more cycle aware as a business owner do you think yeah I I think um I'm definitely a lot more like more walking the walk um, because I'm very good at talking about and knowing these things and talking about these things and and actually doing them is not always (laughs) my forte is actually understanding those cues for rest Mm. um, and knowing that my creativity needs to be fed in a nourishing way and I can't just demand that it's constantly on and constantly there and that has its own you know it's exhausting it's 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 very emotive a lot of what we do and the clients we work with um which is amazing and exactly the way we like to work but you still need to recharge you know in between and I've had a bit of time of back-to-back projects and that that's been a real learning curve for me because it's like the, the energy and switching from one to another you know, is that the best way for me to work? Is that the best way that I can deliver for my clients? And kind of, you know, acknowledging that and and thinking how I want to move forward. So it's kind of really been learning with, um, you know, the kind of cycles with clients, the length of time I'm working with them, you know, kind of really working that out and and how that best fits with my energy and my productivity. Um, and also being very much more aware of the toxic productivity um I'm very much um one of those people that you know my how I feel at the end of the day will depend on how productive I feel like I've been and that's been a real mind shift that I'm constantly working on that the rest is part of you know being able to show up properly um you know in the following week or the following day or whatever it is and that that's not you know me being lazy or um not getting on with things when I should be it's a case of I I need you know to work out what my cycle of creativity is in order to be the best version of myself for 
people around me for myself and for my clients um so that's been a real learning curve um another way I would say like my big like in real practical terms my biggest tip and the thing that's helped me the most and the more financial side of the ups and downs especially when you're getting going and you might not know where those peaks and troughs are going to come is you know when I've had um a good month or things I've basically I went through and added up all my yearly subscriptions like the big ones like you know your your website hosting um you know when those things renew could be like a canvas subscription or extra storage you know it'll be different for each business um I went through and added all mine up and worked out the total for the year and then I have a separate saving space in my business bank account where I worked out what I needed to save each month in order to have that money ready for when my big subscriptions come out so what's been amazing is I'm coming up to now some big subscriptions and although I've had a bit of a quieter month I've got that there and it takes a lot of that stress it takes a lot of that um, worry away and obviously when you can afford to pay for if it's something you know that you're going to use if you're paying for a yearly subscription it's cheaper the biggest one for me that wasn't obvious to me at the beginning but obviously now um is if you do a yearly subscription you have one invoice if you pay monthly you have 12 invoices you know like that's a lot more work and I've been like okay that definitely you know when you can I know it's not always possible but that's been a big a big um a big tip for me is to save up for those yearly subscriptions and if you can afford to pay for a yearly subscription or something you know you're really going to use obviously there's some things that you know <clears throat> you might might not be such a good investment but when you know that it is um to a have it cheaper and b one invoice to process <laughs> that will save you so much time yeah. so that's a real practical tip for me <laughs> i like it it's a very good practical tip so from my point of view i think i kind of already touched on some of what i do um and i think really what you've said is that sort of awareness and introspection and space for that to understand how you work rather than trying to fit yourself around how people say you should work or how other people expect you to work um and it and it, i think it's also very helpful for your clients and stuff to um respond in that way and to say to put firm boundaries and stuff and say no i don't i don't take calls outside of these hours or whatever because it gives other people permission as well to say do you know what that doesn't work for me so I'm not going to do it um so yeah I tend not I kind of have a loose routine um where I walk the dogs and I make my breakfast in the morning and I don't tend to switch my laptop on until about 10 o'clock most days Mm. um and I give myself flexibility to work up until about seven o'clock um for the most part um during the winter I add in additional tools so sad lamp the body clock my supplements um Mm. because this year has been a bit of a one-off in that I've only had one kidney infection but normally I pick up every cold 
and whatever within a three mile radius mm. um this year has been a major exception in that i've got a bit of a sniffle now um, but it's the first first time this year um since we mm-hmm. had the flu last november um so taking my supplements on a regular basis um i also try and be aware of my menstrual cycle so i try and plan out quieter days around my inner winter um, because i am not sociable around that time um i have my content calendar in place so that when i am struggling for energy or not feeling all that sociable i can grab content out of there and use that although at the moment i am having a very quiet quiet time away from um newsletters and linkedin um, and I'm just not feeling like putting stuff out there that much, mostly because I'm very focused on all of my energy going to these big projects that I'm mm. working on at the minute, which yeah. then does mean that I will probably have a cycle where I'm out putting out my messaging much more regularly again, because inevitably there will be a bit of a lull in client work and it will be time to focus on being working on my business again which is not a great cycle to end up in it's much better to consistently be working on your business and doing a little bit at a time that tends not to be how it works for me um even even i still need to do do work on that one um and then okay though i mean i know obviously consistency is good but i think you know when people have stepped away you know your business doesn't collapse does it it doesn't all kind of no. suddenly suddenly go away and I think it's just knowing that we are all human and we all have those times again that that that's okay and you don't apologize for it you don't apologize for not being on Instagram for a while or not sending you know I didn't send out a newsletter last week because I felt really rough um I just gave myself that grace of like I'm not gonna do it that last week or this week in fact I think um but I've I'm definitely someone that almost like has to batch do stuff yeah yeah but when it strikes like I my problem is I can't be like right Wednesday I'm gonna do all my content or I'm gonna write you know my newsletters and I'm gonna do like I'll just get really random ideas at really random times Mm -hmm. and then what I've learned is that when I do get it I have to action it there like if I think oh yeah that's a good idea I'll make a note I'll come back to it it's gone like yeah that momentum's gone so I'm learning now to harness that you know sometimes that means I have to drop everything else and go and write two two newsletters and a blog post which has happened before I've had like three different things down one page like I start writing like an Instagram post and I'm like this is too long this has to be a newsletter this is even longer it now a blog post yeah (laughs) so which I think brings us back to where we started at the very beginning of we were really conscious of cycles and illness and need for holidays and project work and stuff so we started out with we're going to record every week at least once for the next few weeks to make sure that when if and when stuff kicks in we've got extra leeway in between our fortnightly broadcasts so that we're not chasing our tails constantly so we built in that extra contingency space for all of those cycles that impact on us and our our work and our rhythms and stuff yeah 
and it that's been a lifesaver because it saves you all that stress um and I found more and more like with other people I've spoken to in their businesses who again have you know maybe have a certain health condition and I know we've we've touched on this in previous episodes but that building in time for life whether it's for your clients or for yourself or illnesses um that was such a radical idea when I first heard of it and it was just like wow I get to choose that I can you know build in a bit of leeway time in case you know life happens wow that's that's a radical idea um but what am I what a better way to work and it saves all that pressure and stress that you know like having to delay our recordings for a couple of weeks because of my cough um there was no stress attached to that because it was like that's no that's no problem we can we can bump it a week um because we've we've still got a couple in the bag um so yeah I think definitely preparing stuff ahead of time is is a good yeah definitely what that what word, <laughs> what word got in there? I'll edit that out um, <laughs> um, yeah it's yeah. a good um habit to have yeah and it feels really good like I didn't feel good for you that you were sick obviously <laughs> but it did make me feel a little bit smug that we'd done all of yeah. this this pre-recording and we'd pre-done the show notes and stuff so we were just kind of ready to roll with the punches which were you got sick and you know various things cropped up life family house moves all the rest of it it just built in so much more space and leeway for us to be more cycle conscious mm. and that is what more people really need to be doing is, is building in more space for them to be cycle conscious and to work with that in however feels best for them yeah exactly and building that awareness with yourself and I think that takes time to um to to actually have the space to acknowledge those cues when they happen um that definitely takes some time I think if you've come from you know the typical kind of working world where you're sort of from well as we've talked to before again isn't it it's it's similar things come up but like you know from, from when we all went to school it was that you know, these are the set hours, these are the set times you do stuff, this is the set time you have for lunch, this is when everyone expects you to be here. Um, and obviously, you know, you do need that if, if you've got to attend meetings, obviously you need people to come together at certain times. But um, when you're stepping out of that and able to to really, you know, choose your own schedule to a certain extent, um, it takes definitely a bit of relearning to get back in touch. But I think we just you know numbed ourselves to all that um I mean got I I spent a couple of years working in a basement and you know it was you didn't know what the weather was you and again going to work in the morning coming home um you know often it was dark and it'd be like I have no idea what the weather's done today I don't even know what season it is really like it's just you're so disengaged from the external world and I remember, you know, when I started walking to the tube station, um, walking to the train station instead of getting the tube, it was a longer walk. But it was just like, oh, I'm really noticing the seasons and I'm noticing what the weather's doing and I'm seeing, 
you know, nature doing its thing, squirrels running around or whatever, going through part of the park on my way. And it was amazing what that did for my mental health, like just have being back in touch with the natural cycles of of nature um, was was a game changer. So really the key takeaways from this episode are spend some time noticing and then give yourself some bloody permission to do something with that noticing and what you've understood about how things impact you and it is perfectly okay to build your own rhythm yeah and and it's going to be a bit trial and error isn't it of like you know what does and doesn't work and there there'll be times when you can't necessarily work when you want to or you know as we said like the evening there'll be some evenings when you're like yeah I've just got to run with it and then there's other times when you know you really want to be doing other stuff that you have to kind of work around it but it's giving yourself that that grace to to give do a bit of trial and error of what works best for you in your lifestyle absolutely so go forth listeners (laughs) here is your permission slip do some noticing and make your own cycle that works for you yeah it would be be nice to hear from people if they obviously we've talked about certain cycles but if other people notice other things like that or energy flows that they that they experience um there'd be everyone has a different perspective so it'd be nice if anybody um wants to share that with us we'd love you to to send us a message on linkedin or on the show notes yeah and if you use the anchor function you you've got you can send us a voice note as well um so we could we could include you in the conversation next time um if you get involved in the conversation and share with us what you resonated with or what felt at odds for you um in terms of what we were describing about our experiences of the season so yeah get involved (laughs) yeah fantastic thanks so much for another great conversation sammy yes lovely to chat to you today and um until next time until next time take care bye Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Digital Gold Dust podcast. We're sure you took away a smidgen of shimmer from this one. We'd be ever so chuffed if you'd join our circle of subscribers. Do hit the subscribe button to keep up with our latest conversations. If you've thoughts to share about this topic or you'd like to get in touch with either of us about our work, you'll find our contact details in the show notes. And if you're a purpose-led brand keen to spread the word by becoming a sponsor of the Digital Gold Dust podcast, of course, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay golden.